to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Good morning, everybody. Oh, oh. There you go. Almost 43 years old and I still have decent reflexes. So good to be here in church today. I love being in church. I love gathering together as his body. And I, last week and this week, I, just being here and seeing your faces makes me happy. I just, I'm just happy. I'm happy to be around you people. Because you're my people, you're God's people. And uh, let us never, never forget to prioritise being together as his church. And today and over the next few weeks, we are focusing on the church, his church, one body. And next week we have incredible special guests all the way from India, Pastor Ryan and Rachel Waters, they will be with us and they'll be sharing uh, their unique perspective, insights into this series, His Church One Body. I'm looking forward to that. Now, I believe this series is really needed in this time of history where there is so much confusion, there's so much deconstruction going on within the church and outside of the church. It's, it's vital that you and I are reminded again who we are as the church of Jesus Christ and what our focus, what our call, what our mission is to be. Uh, I'm believing that over the next few weeks, it, it, listening to this series, there would be a deepening or a rekindling of a great love for His church rising up within us. And so let's lean in together. Romans 12, 3 to 5 is the grounding scripture for this series. Romans 12, 3 to 5. For by the grace given to me, this is the Apostle Paul. He's written a letter to the church in Rome. He's never been to that church, but he's writing to them to encourage them. For by the grace given to me, I tell everybody, uh, everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Now, the Apostle Paul in this passage mentions a couple of themes here. He mentions and talks about one. And he talks about many. The church, you and I, are one body made up of many parts. So the very essence of you and I as the church is unity in diversity. You and I are meant to be a true reflection of the God we serve, who is in very essence one in many. 
unity in diversity. He is Trinity. He is three in one. He is the perfect example of unity in diversity. And this is supposed to take place at a global capital C church level as well as at a local lowercase c church level. But holding these tensions of the one and the many, of the unity and diversity, holding these tensions together is a challenge, right? They appear to be two opposing truths, opposing concepts. And at a local level, for those like me who have been part of a church community for more than five minutes, it appears to be a challenge that we face regularly. We might not like the way our church is doing something. We might not like that style of preaching. Don't be too vocal about that today. There's too much Bible. There's not enough Bible. We're not really feeling the focus that the church has at this time. We're struggling to connect with our church community. There doesn't seem to be a place for me. There's not enough opportunity for me or they're asking me to do too much. The songs are too old school or the songs are too modern. Or this one really gets me. The chips in the cafe are crinkle cut and I prefer straight cut. Challenging. It's challenging. Maybe the very reason we're a part of this church community or or we we became a part of this church community in in the first place, maybe that's been lost or maybe it's changed or maybe we've been hurt. And we're questioning it all. Still the goal remains. The church is one and many. It's unified in diversity. And so what is the key to help us do this, to help us navigate this, to help us hold that, the tensions of truth, truth here about we, who we are as a church? And Paul alludes to it in verse 3 of, of the chapter I just read of chapter 12. And Pastor Jace preached a whole message on it last week. And if you weren't here, I encourage you to check it out on YouTube or on the podcast. And the key is humility. The ability for you and I to not think of ourselves higher than we should, but to actually think of ourselves as we should. As you and I live a life of humility, it leads to great outcomes because the opposite, the opposite of humility, which is pride, is the doorway to a whole different reality. Let me give you an example. Last Saturday, uh, I went down to my local disc golf park. I love playing disc golf. I went with some mates and this park is, is, is not just for disc golf. There are people kicking the footy. There are people playing cricket, there are people running, and there are, of course, heaps and heaps of people walking their beautiful dogs. Now, I have a complicated relationship with dogs and dog owners, so please be be graceful to me. Anyway, we're at hole 13, I think, and we're about to throw, and all of a sudden, we see a man walking down there with his dog, and he's, he's kind of a bigger guy, and he's kind of got this cool, like, strut going on, and so he's walking. The dog's kind of tagging behind. He's not on a lead. He's supposed to be... Anyway, um, don't worry about it. <sighs> Man, I shouldn't have started on this, should I? And another thing... <laughs> anyway, this dog... Stops, sniffs, crouches, and you know the rest. Number twos. The man, the owner, 
looks around, sees the dog doing his thing and keeps walking. I... Let's just say my pride started rising up. I cannot believe this man. I would never do so. He's, he's, he, that's his responsibility. And he's allowing, he's basically saying that's someone else's responsibility. Someone's going to step in that poo. It's probably going to be me. I'm going to walk it all through my house. It's going to be an issue. And I was just getting so judgy of this guy. I didn't even know him. I'd known him for two, I'd seen him for two seconds. And all of a sudden I'm judging him hard based on what I'd seen. Anyway, we finish our, about to finish our, our, our whole uh, throwing the disc in the basket. And all of a sudden, we see this man walking back. He had gone to the bin to get a dog poo bag. And he went and picked up his dog's dog poo. What a legend. He's my hero. I can't believe I ever doubted you, buddy. You are amazing. You deserve a medal. What a champion. But you see what pride did? In that moment, I didn't know that man. And something in me, this pride that rose up in me, decided somehow that based on what I'd seen, I was better than him. I distanced myself from him. He's nothing like me. I'd never do that. I'm superior to that man because of what I observed. Observed, And guess what happened? Pride leads to judgment. Pride leads to thinking that we're in and others are out. Pride leads to thinking more of ourselves and less of others. Pride leads to making assumptions on someone's motives, of putting words in their mouths, Pride leads to comparison, to a preoccupation with what others are doing instead of what we're doing. And the result of pride in our lives and pride in the church, it's not unity, it's division. And we can all live out of that space at times, can't we? I do. Humility, on the other hand, is a key that can unlock unity in diversity in us and as the church. This can unlock the love of Christ to come alive in you and I and, and, and as the Holy Spirit moves, can flow into other people's lives. So in spite of our differences, in spite of what we think divides us, our love for each other can grow deeper and can unify us. Humility can enable a laying down of preference of the things that are really important to us but actually aren't essential in the big scheme of things in order that we can submit to Christ and godly leadership, in order that we can foster this incredible unity. And humility can be the flavour, beautiful flavour in our communication when we're, we're looking for greater understanding as to why the church is doing something. Or we want to bring a new idea to the plate, to the table, so that one and many, so that unity in diversity can truly be what characterises the church. The church is the body of Christ. This exists at a global and at a local level. And Paul's focus in Romans is writing a letter to the local church in Rome. 
It's made up of Jews and Gentiles, this beautiful mix of different people from different backgrounds. And his language in the rest of the chapter, of chapter 12, suggests that he's explaining how do we, to practically outwork this unity in a local church context. And so our main focus over the next three weeks will be the local church community. Now, that's not to say that there's There's no real need for unity within the global church. There absolutely is. Across denominations, across uh, the same, even within the same tribe, it appears at times to be too easy that we focus on our differences and the minors that we're majoring on as opposed to what truly unites us. What truly unites us is Jesus Christ, is His prominence and His Lordship in a local church, in a local denomination. Whether he is number one, that is the true litmus test as to how we can know who is the body of Christ. And then that flows into how that local church community, you and I as individual Christians, how we treat each other. If Christ is the head, if he is worshipped as Saviour and Lord and King, if he's worshipped as God himself, if he is seen as the true source of life, of salvation, of forgiveness, of redemption, of of new life, of ultimate worth and purpose in in a church community, then that will be outworked in the way that that community treats each other. And it's vital. It's absolutely vital in this day and age that across our denominations and within our local church community that we are known for the love we have for each other. Jesus himself says this in John 13, 35, that that would be the mark. Not that you, you, you intellectually know all the deal, not that you know your Bible back to front. It's that you would love each other. That would be the true mark that, to the world that we belong to each other that we belong to Him. Bible literacy, correct doctrine, spiritual gifts, they're all so important. But if those things don't lead to greater love for each other within the body of Christ, we've missed something. Just read 1 Corinthians 13, if you've got some issues with that. The love of Christ, experienced by the Spirit in and through the church is what truly sets the church apart from the rest of the world. The church is unique. We're meant to be unique. We're meant to look different in our, and, and function differently. The word church itself, it derives from the Greek word ecclesia. Ecclesia was a political term. It was, it was used to describe those called out from their communities to come and assemb- assemble in the town square to make decisions concerning their fellow people. And so the church, you and I, we are God's people called out, set apart for His redemptive plan that was established in Jesus and is to be enacted on planet Earth for the benefit of all the world, the benefit of all creation. The church is not a place for Christians to escape the troubles of the world. The church is not a place for us to feel good about ourselves, but the church is God's people, gathered, growing and on mission. The purpose of the church is, and I'm going to quickly go through this slide. The purpose of the church is to represent God to humanity. And so we are to be Jesus' witnesses, presenting the good news with words and deeds through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. We're also to represent God to humanity by making disciples. 
And we also have this role of representing humanity to God, where we worship God in spirit and in truth, and we provide an opportunity and a place for mutual encouragement. And so we are the church, you and I, one body, many parts. And at a local church level, that's C3 Church, Hepburn Heights, this church, or you're a part of. And this is where we have the main opportunities to foster unity in diversity. And Karen is going to come and unpack some of those practicalities in a moment. But to make this point really clear, I need someone to come and help me. And Ivan's gone to get him. And I'd like you to welcome uh, Bernie. Please give Bernie a big hand. Thanks, mate. For those who are listening on the podcast, Bernie is a model human skeleton. He's a good-looking chap. Now, I love this picture that Paul uses in this passage, and he actually repeats it in Ephesians. He repeats it again also in 1 Corinthians about the church being a body. Not a bunch of random body parts, but a connected and functioning body. Now, this is a skeleton. It's not a body, but it's going to give us a a good picture of the way that 206 different bones come together to make a human skeleton so that it can function and work. A couple of thoughts here using this analogy for the church. We are united, but we're not uniform. We're united, but we're not uniform. Now, this body is made up of 206 bones. Our bodies are made up of 206 bones. They're not the same bones. They're different. The church is not to look all the same. Christians are not to look the same. We're not meant to be mindless clones, but we're meant to be fully alive, unique and vibrant followers of Jesus. And each body part has a different function. The pelvis bone has a different function to a finger bone. Very different function. And you and I as the church, we're not all meant to perform the same function. Or see things in the same perspective. Do you know that we don't actually have to agree on everything to get on? That might be the most profound thing that is said today. (laughs) But it's probably the most simplest thing, right? We don't have to agree on everything to get on. Now, there are, of course... Biblical truths that you and I as Orthodox believer, we hold, believers hold strongly. We have a statement of belief on our church website that you can check out. I'd be happy to meet with any of you to, to unpack that some more. But there is a way uh, to live and a way to treat others that Jesus modeled for his followers, empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we are called to emulate. And it's important and it's necessary that we have different perspectives. It's important and it's necessary that we bring different perspectives to the table. It's important and necessary that we have all of our different gifts coming together and coming alive for the benefit of others. And to recognize that each of us function out of the measure, as Paul says, out of the measure of faith that God has given us. So the pelvis bone can't boast 
to the finger bone. Because God has given us the measure of faith. Each one of us, the gifts, each one of us, the empowering. And so we can't say, look at me, look how much better I am than you. Because it all comes from God. So we can't boast and we can't compare. We've got to be unified. So we're united, but we're not uniform. And lastly, we are are diverse, but we're not independent. Diverse, but not independent. We're not off doing our own thing as a bunch of separate body parts. Paul writes that we belong to one another. You and I belong to each other as the body of Christ. That's big. That's huge. We defer to the whole as opposed to the individual. Our unique and diverse makeup and gifts can only be truly taken hold of for the benefit of others. Now, the body is capable of amazing things, isn't it? The body is is capable of incredible, incredible things. It's wonderful. It's, It's complex. But the body can only achieve those incredible things when it's functioning together. Only when there is a unity in diversity. And I was listening to a health and fitness podcast recently. And they had a, a physio, a PT on, and he was talking about back issues. And hands up, if, I won't even bother. We've all got back issues, right? We're all getting up. and I ache, especially if you're in my age demographic or, or higher. We all have back issues. But this guy, this physio was saying that generally back issues are not just back issues. They're hip-related. And generally, they're not just hip-related, but they're related to knees and they're related to the calves and they're connected to issues with the ankles. Basically, everything in the body is interdependent and each part can have either a positive or a negative impact on the rest of the body parts. The strength of the femur impacts the strength of the tibula. Our strength... And fruitfulness in what God has called each of us to do will impact the rest of the body. So it's important that we're connected. We're made to be connected. We are diverse, but we're not independent. And so together as the body, we come under the authority of the head. The head is Jesus Christ. We come under His authority. He is our Lord. He is our Saviour. He is our King. And so in order for us to stay connected to the head, let's stay connected to the rest of the body. Let's stay connected as His church in one body. Please welcome Karen as she comes. Thank you, my love. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Bernie. I think I'm going to move Bernie over to this side. I'm scared to touch her. Remember when you were at school, you were never allowed to touch these things. But... We're going to hang out. This is fun. This is cool. All right. So today I get to talk about what this His Church One Body looks like in practice in our discipleship community, our cute, what did you call us? A cute lower C community. We are one body with many parts and our unity over preference. And I'm excited to talk about this 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 morning because 
you guys are my church. I love you. And I see this, I was going to say all day, every day, but sort of throughout different ways that we operate as a church. But I see this in so many ways and I'm excited to remind you this morning of what they are. So firstly, what does it look like for us to be unified? This is exciting. It is a good thing. I think it looks like commitment. Yeah. Oh, thanks, babe. Can everyone say commitment like it's the best word you've ever heard? Bernie? No, Bernie's quiet this morning. Commitment. First, we are committed to Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord. We are one body in Christ. And second, it's a commitment to a discipleship community, this discipleship community, where we can all both receive and give. Here at C3 Hepburn Heights, in Christ, we are each connected to create one. We are individually members of one another. I think that sounds lovely. As long as we remain committed and unified in our purpose, which is Jesus Christ gives life to the full, live it and share it. Have you ever heard that before, guys? That's our purpose. We are many parts, one body with Christ at the head. And within our unity, our oneness in Christ, there is also diversity. Diversity in our gifts, our preferences, our styles and our abilities. And just thinking of like a Sunday service that we are in right now, there are so many gifts and skills and abilities that go into putting this experience on for us from... I'm going to do a bit of a list and you know I'm going to forget someone, but this was fun writing, so I'm going to do it. So from our welcomers at the front door to our info desk person, to our welcomers in the auditorium team, the cleaners that came yesterday to make sure the building was lovely for us, cafe volunteers, kids volunteers, the band, the singers, I'm already running out, the photographer, our service director, the awesome people at our sound desk, just to name a few of the diverse skills and abilities that come together to make this beautiful church happen on a Sunday. Different giftings operating to create a unified experience. And another great example is our groups. We believe in groups at this church. We believe they are a great space to build relationships, to learn and encourage each other on this journey. And recognising, of course, that we aren't all the same. We're at different stages of life. We have different days and times that we're available. Different needs, different ages, of course, we provide a whole range of different groups to suit you. Well, we try. We try to suit everyone. We have fortnightly in-person groups that meet in homes. We have groups that meet in cafes. We even have online groups. That's something new that a few of us uh, group leaders have been trying out. And I noticed some of my online group ladies are here today and uh, just yell really loudly when I say this. We started an online weekly 20-minute Zoom group. Does that all make sense? Tuesday night, 8pm, and uh, we do 20 minutes once a week. And I know some of you are like, how does a group operate without coffee? We make it ourselves before we 
zoom in? How do we operate a group without hugs? Some of us don't love hugs all the time and we're fine with that. We just smile at each other across the screen in a huggy way. And it works, right? I can't see you right now, ladies, Nicola, Megan, I saw you guys. It works. It is diversity within our community. And we're about to launch our groups again in semester two. So we really encourage you guys, check them out. If you are new to this church or if you didn't get round to joining a group at the beginning of this year, that is okay. We welcome you and invite you to check out our groups. If you head to our purpose circles on the website, click on Discipleship Community. You can have a scroll through every group that we offer. You can sign up to one or two, check them out. doesn't commit you forever. Our group leaders would love to share info with you and let you know how they run. And if you want to sign up in person, Pastor Ben will be in the foyer. I was going to say and Bernie, but I feel like that's too high risk for you. So just Pastor Ben, all by his lonesome, will be in the foyer today to chat to you about any questions you have about groups. We love our groups. And this is one of my favourite, oh, everything's my favourite, but Pilbara trips, guys, Pilbara trips scream diversity and unity at this church to me. For almost 10 years through Go Beyond, we have been sending a team from this church up to the Pilbara on impact trips that for the most part have looked very different from cleaning up the grounds, cleaning people's houses, building playgrounds, some which are still standing, some which are not, running youth services, church services, art classes, so many different things. And what I love about going on a Pilbara trip is that it starts with unity in this church. It starts with this church has a history and a future in going beyond. It's what we do. So it starts in unity. And then we have a group of people within this unified community that go, I would like to go on a trip. I would like to go up to the Pilbara and be part of that. So we get to go as a diverse group of people from within our community. And not everyone wants to go on a trip, and that's okay. You don't have to. We're never, ever going to force anyone to come on a Pilbara trip, even though they're awesome. But it is okay. So maybe out of our body, our lowercase c body, just the arm wants to go on a trip. Oh, man. Yep. Focus. Just the arm wants to go on a trip. Now I've lost my point as well. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Even though, so this arm, this is our group. This is the, the Duncan. He's the building arm. You're this bone today, Duncan. He's part of our trip. And then we have the Janine bone who has many skills. And one of them is cooking bulk food. That is a skill. Cooking for more than four or five people is a skill I don't have. Thank you, Janine. And then we have many other gifts and talents. So this is our Pilbara trip team arm. And what I love is when we go on a trip, this is us gone on a trip, but are we disconnected from the body? No, we're not. We're still joined. We are in unity. And then when we are on the trip, the 
diversity of skills that absolutely flourish and shine that we wouldn't otherwise get to see is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then we get to come back to, wait, and then we get to come back into our church together with you guys and share all the things that we've been able to do as the arm but as part of Go Beyond. Oh, one of my favourites. And there's no better. There's no better in those that go on a trip and those that don't, just as there is no better in those that operate sound and those that are serving in life kids today. It's just our church community operating in our gifts by the grace of God and united in Christ by the Spirit. We're all in this together, C3 Hepburn Heights, I wrote with two exclamation marks. And I know that Pilbara trips, they are a bit of a unique example, but over the next few years as we are building the Jigalong Church and community building, there's going to be more trip opportunities, particularly for people that have building skills. So uh, if you haven't yet been but you know how to build things, (laughs) construct and any other words like that, uh, this could be your chance. But again, we will never force you. (laughs) And just a few thoughts on, on what unity over preference can and does look like here at this church and how powerful it is when we commit to unity over our personal preferences. As Ben mentioned before about music or different preferences, you do know it's okay if you don't love every single song that we sing or how we sing it here at this church, right? You know that, yeah, you already know that. Unity over preference looks like I'm going to be present here at 9.30 anyway because I choose to engage with my discipleship community and it's who I'm worshipping that matters, not the song I sing. I wrote in my notes, possibly raise skeleton hands to show worship, but the moment passed, I wrote it too late. Even with Go Beyond, I think, Ben, you also mentioned this, maybe how we do Beyond as a church or the initiatives we support are not your personal preference and you'd like us to do it differently. I'm sure we all could have opinions on this and opinions are good. Unity over preference looks like us choosing to prayerfully ask God how he wants us to be involved in beyond anyway and obeying him. Not because we have to, but because we choose unity. We choose us. I like that. We choose us. We choose his body, this discipleship community, and know that there is blessing and flourishing in that unity. And I think, man, I've said go beyond so many times, can't help it, it's one of my things, one of my roles. The fact that we as a church have raised over or committed over $445,000 in our go beyond season just last month, that's an incredible commitment, right, which I think demonstrates that in our church we are living the reality of unity over preference. So you are worth celebrating, church. Unity over preference is us choosing as a body over our personal preferences for the sake of each other. The good, bigger picture 
God's bigger picture. So to finish today, I'm putting on my location pastor voice, which is my normal voice, but just think Pastor Karen location pastor is saying this to me right now. I'd like to say this to us all. If you call this church your home church, if you are committed to C3 Church Hepburn Heights, you are not an attender. You do not go to this church. You are a gifted member of this body of believers, connected to each and every one of us. We are individually members of one another. We are connected in Christ to each other. We are all gifted by our gracious God to be operating and flourishing, not viewers, not audience members, but operating and flourishing in his bigger story here in this body of believers where you belong. And just to finish today, I'm going to pray with you and for you. So if you'd like to close your eyes, if you are comfortable doing that. Mighty God, we thank you for the church, for your body. We thank you for your spirit binding us together as we are in Christ. And I thank you for this beautiful church, each and every one. I thank you that you have brought us together at C3 Hepburn Heights. I pray, Lord, that you would help each of us to recognise our gifts and to use them in love, both here and outside these walls, for your glory. Fill us again, dear Lord with deep love for each other as brothers and sisters, both here and also for the greater body. In your name, Lord. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.